Welcome to the Urban Guru Cafe. This week we feature another recording from Ketwadi in Bombay, Sri Nisargadatta Maharaj. There are actually two recordings. The main section of the program is taken from a recording from January the 6th, 1980. The original recordings were, well, they weren't that good. Uh, we've cleaned them up as best we can. Now, this sense of presence, the earliest moment when you felt this presence, mm -hmm. years ago, and now, everything else may have changed, appearances may have changed, concepts may have changed, but mm -hmm. this sense of mm -hmm. presence, mm -hmm. has it ever changed? He says in all these years. That's it. What is the experience of um, how is the experience of inner bliss related to that presence? Is that just um, because I have experienced at times uh, very intense inner bliss? तो मतलब मधुर मधुर त्याला अतिशय आनंदाची आनंदाचा अनुभव अतिशय आनंदाचा अनुभव all these are experiences because of this, this sadhana you might have done, pranayama or whatever you might have done, but they are all appearances in, in the same consciousness. They are merely appearances in this consciousness which you are. All of those are experiences, are all appearances in this consciousness, perceived and cognized by the consciousness. Mm -hmm. says, what he says is to give a state beyond that. <laughs> yes, he says, prior. You know, you've heard the word adhyatma. That is adhyatma, that is prior to everything else, prior to this consciousness. Mm -hmm. That is what you are. Mm -hmm. ah. Any sense of right or wrong, fair and unfair, the ideas will come and go, they will keep on changing. Mm -hmm. But this background, the, the you that you are, mm -hmm. adhyatma, mm -hmm. prior to this consciousness, is the truth, that mm. changeless truth. Malak kalau ni malak asal ni, ajar malak. 
He refers to the the fact that it's imposed on him by his parents, right? Rather than by anything that he himself has done. Name and for the primary concept that being that I am. It has no name and for. I asked a question a few minutes ago that I don't understand. He said something like, with what identity does one wish to be annihilated? First, uh, I believe like to annihilate oneself. I don't understand, but... He says you have to annihilate yourself by your own identity. He says, investigate about your own self, about your own identity, which is very honest to you. You try to be very smart. You understand. You realize what I am saying. But like a very good spy, you don't want to admit. You just say, oh, I don't understand. Don't go on staring at me like the prints on the photographs. <laughs> I, I'm still thinking about the, the uh, he mentioned, the false teacher, the false Yani, Yani who uh, at the time of death just says, I am Parabrahm. Uh, but would it not be at least of some value to him himself if he, he uttered, that, uttered that, at least he thought about the one, it? The one who has said, uttered those words, I am Parabrahma. The word of the unreal is also unreal. The seed of that word, that itself is unreal, is it not? Right. That is the his consciousness. If that consciousness was not there of yours, your world would not be there. It seems you are compelled to say yes and yes and yes. <laughs> Don't dabble in the matters of others at all. Investigate about your own self. Find out what is your most honest identity. Again and again inquire about your identity, which is truthful and honest. We must have worldly experiences and spiritual experiences. What is the true nature of that? Should we not investigate about that? Who wants to have spiritual and worldly experiences? What about that who? The Maharaj says, leave aside the experiences. Enquire about that experience, sir. Is it truthful or honest enough? Don't understand. Now. Whatever is, whatever is, is gone. So it is gone. Whatever is not, it is not. Innately it is not. Whatever is and whatever is not, thus both are disposed of. Then what remains is the truth. With the departure of beingness and no beingness, whatever stays put is the truth. So, can there rightly ever be used the expression permanent identity? <laughs> But would you experience your presence, your beingness? There is no being. No, no, no. Then how can you use? Who is going to use that word? That's why and I that asked. Stage, yeah. that, that if you eliminate beingness and I amness and everything, then uh, you cannot really use the word permanent identity. Still, he says the self is there. <laughs> we are talking from yes. this stage. See. There is nobody to say that. 
So the word is what we call a solacism, and it's an impossibility to say permanent identity. He knows that there is nothing. Then he says it is infinite and plenty and eternal. <coughs> Having known that, then only he uses these words. Therefore, a being such as Krishna, for example, the only permanent identity he has is simply the memory and the concepts and the imagination of the people of the earth that hold to... They all say there is such a being as Krishna, and they keep saying that and saying it and saying it. And so to them, there exists an identity known as Krishna. Regardless of what happens to Krishna, he's still discussed as being uh, an identity, an identity to the rest of us when we're discussing them. But outside of this uh, construct, this birth-death construct, or the five elements, or the I amness, or the beingness, there is no permanent Krishna, no permanent identity. Krishna is the perfect, is also ignorance. Yeah, that's of this, this thing that we're working here. See, but there are there are uh, uh, philosophers who will say, yes, there is a mortal man, a man born to die, and uh, the characteristics of the mortal man die. They never really existed. They're a dream. They're a fiction. But behind that exists a permanent identity. See, and, uh, but what I'm saying is that the only permanent identity that exists is the one that the rest of the people discussing that person, they say he has it, but the person himself has no awareness of having any identity. Krishna, away from the uh, what's written of him and what's believed about him and all of that on the earth, away from that, he has no sense of permanent identity. That Krishna exists. But Krishna, we don't know whether he knows that he exists. <laughs> It is our presumption. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's. <laughs> I think that's what you are saying. Yes, at least we know that that's our presumption. <laughs> yes. You don't dabble in the matters of others. Right. Yes. In spite of the profound knowledge which is being expounded here, I don't waste a single bidi. No. Even if it is broken, I am going to apply it fully. <laughs> See, as I understand him, when he says, don't dabble in others. All our thoughts and mind relate only to others. Yes. So if you really don't want to discuss anybody else, the mind will and thoughts will be silent. Yeah. I am compelled to suffer this body, form and name, etc. But as a matter of fact, I did not have any birth. listening to the Urban Guru Cafe. That which makes this perception possible, this consciousness, this beingness, that itself is not permanent. So how can that which appears as a perception on this beingness, on this consciousness, how can that be permanent? So it is only that of which 
this beingness is a reflection. Only that is permanent. That of which this beingness, this consciousness is a reflection. Only that is permanent. Therefore, he says, his teaching is always for us to go back. That is, he says, reverse, go back. He says, so go back to not the birth, but the nine months previous to the birth. Find out what has brought about this body and go back to that state which one had before this body and the consciousness, both of which are time-bound, to that earlier state. The jnani knows that earlier state and therefore gives no importance to whatever is impermanent. He started this going back. He started with people who come here. You have come here. And he said, after a while, you will go back to wherever you have come from. So he said, think on the lines of going back, not to this particular journey, but the original journey, which has taken place without our volition. He says, talk on whatever your understanding is on this path. Oh. Well, my understanding is that the parents and through them the five elements uh, visit this uh, consciousness upon us. Yes. So it's not of our own volition. Yes. And um, uh, instead of uh, concerning ourselves with that, we should go to that of which the consciousness is truly a reflection or is derived from. And um, now, and so we, he says we should go back to that. You see, which is prior to the nine months before birth. Okay, the, uh, that's all well and good. But if I have a question at all, it is always the question of how you go back. He says you must know how did you step into this beingness. To understand that, you must go into that womb state to investigate, to find out, to witness how this beingness has appeared. Without that, you will not understand. Does the, uh, what he calls, I love, exist prior to the conception? If you had that touch of I amness prior to conception, would you have dared to enter the womb? This Asha means the, the very purpose indicating that you are. The purpose of being is the touch of INS appeared only in the womb, not prior. Since the beginning of that tenth month, you started receiving so many messages, information, etc. Understanding you are, etc. The beginning has started. But nothing will remain in your association. Uh, in your memory. That memory itself will be obliterated. There is a proliferation of sages and saints full of wisdom. And according to me, whatever they say is correct. Perfect. Okay. Okay.
hold on to yourself or on to the self um, does he mean uh, is that the same expression that his guru said to him just know that you are That's you are this knowledge hold on yeah be just hold on to that knowledge i am only Then, knowledge will expound, disclose to you from where it has emanated from. It will take you to the source. That yeah. very that knowledge means, will take you to its own source. Since you are one with that, you yourself will be also taken therein, to the very source. That holding to it is the same thing as what he, what, uh, the paragraph he said earlier, this business that one concept uh leads to another including rebirth and all of these and that so that what we uh, think of as our as ourself is um uh should be without speculation karmic speculation re- yeah that's what i'm saying yeah give up so in other words uh we're we are just uh, using the the fact that we are or i am uh to empty the mind of concepts it started saying 
that the individual itself is a concept on this knowledge. Yes. Therefore, he says, hang on to the knowledge, but give up the con- concept, even the individual, that, that is itself a concept on this knowledge, mm-hmm. which has appeared on the knowledge. So hang on to the knowledge and give up anything that appears on the knowledge. Yeah. Uh, apropos of that, this brings the question up. You see that that if if you have any kind of even a vow, even a vow, you know, Whoa. yeah, even a vow that you're going to do something, that's still hanging on to the individuality, right? Now not the truth. now? You call it, he says you call it that knowledge I am. Don't say it's a concept, primary concept also. Just the knowledge I am. So when you hold on to the knowledge I am, all other which grow on it, other concepts, they will disappear. In this process, that very knowledge will lead, lead you to the very source from where it has emanated. That means you will know it. Yeah, well, um, we still didn't get on the thing of the vow, so... Oh, that was not conveyed. It was not conveyed. Yeah, okay, well... I have a reason for asking. But do you want to ask it or shall I tell you the reason? You tell me. Okay. Yeah, the reason is that um, all this talk about Babaji, this this man you see, um, in the book Autobiography of a Yogi, um, it says in there that Babaji... Uh, made a statement that as for all the yugas, as long as the yugas exist, he will always be in human form and available. And he disappears and then reappears and disappears and reappears, not through human birth. And this is what he states in there. Now, if individuality is merely a concept then he is holding to a concept that he is a necessary individual. Okay, we see what he says about that. He is putting a question to Babaji. You are surviving for ages and ages, but are you able to shave somebody? That means, are you going to interfere in the play of the five elements? The five elements are playing about. What change can you bring about in that? There are tides and high tides of suffering is coming along, one after another. Are you able to remove them on the humanity suffering? There were so many calamities, so many changes have been coming over the humanity and the world. What changes did you bring about? Notwithstanding all that, uh, I, I would just... Did he say uh, then that you see anybody that operates on that basis, that he will perpetuate, uh, perpetually be available in human form, then that person is believing still, I mean, he still has the idea that he is an individual. Is that not right? Is he able to bring an iota of change in whatever happened in this five-elemental world? Well, uh, he, is, he keeps that business, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, that is not my uh, concern, whether he can bring about any change in 
in the five elements or anything like that, but from the standpoint of this teaching, uh, the, the Nyani teaching that we embrace in this uh, lineage and so on, uh, anybody that would take a vow uh, to, to perpetuate, uh, perpetually be available to man, always in human form, for billions and billions of years, uh, that person must believe that he is an individual, because otherwise he would just go into Parabrahm and be available as that is available, rather than as an individual. He has repeated that. He's already said that? Yeah. yeah. He said, it is, let him think what he likes, other things he do, let him No, well, that, that's not a question of what he, uh, let him think what he likes. Mm -hmm. But uh, from our standpoint, well, we be, like if, if one of us were to make that statement. Suppose you were Babaji, then? Well, or suppose that I'm me, and I, and I said, all right, I'm going to uh, stay in human form uh, so that somebody can ask questions of me. Uh, for millions and millions of years, there will always be one among you who uh, is the whole, the whole thing. He's gone through the whole gamut of everything, and he's always available uh, in human form so you can ask him a question. You see, that's more or less the thing that Babaji does. Now, uh, Maharaj would certainly not uh, feel that that was the best thing for us to do uh, from the standpoint of being a jnani. We're supposed to let go of that idea that we are going to do something. Whatever happens, you have to watch. It's all in the happening. You've been listening to the Urban Guru Cafe. The Urban Guru Cafe is produced in Australia.